0: What is up, guys? I am so excited to have you on today's podcast. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about a wide uh, range of things, um, but I also want to make sense of, of life, and um, if you have not listened to my Life Story podcast yet, I want to encourage you to go listen to that, um, because I want you to get as much understanding of my life as you can, and I want you to see things I've been through and kind of... Um, where I was at in my life and, and how um, it's it's kind of brought me to who I am today and, and how God uses bad things, um, things we don't understand, things that we consider pain to bring about something beautiful. And um, so today I'm going to be talking about um, slowing down and what I believe life is. The creation that God has behind life secretly hidden. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna share a devotional I wrote, and it's titled Slow Down. When you're driving 100 miles an hour down the highway, it's hard to take in scenery and surroundings. But when you slow down and begin to look around, you start seeing what's important. If nothing changes, then nothing changes. If you want different, do differently. Pump your brakes before you crash so you can begin to prioritize your life. Allow God to remove all distractions in your life and in your mind. Take a deep breath, step back, sit down and get a pen and paper out and make a list of what means the most in your life and prioritize and stick to the list. Build your life around that list. Build a fence around those things. And a scripture I want to share is Psalm 46.10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. And I will be exalted in the earth. And also Psalm 23.2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures and leads me beside quiet waters. And man, is that ever true. Um, in my life, pretty much since I became a teenager, I ran life at 100 miles an hour. Um, with addiction, um, just so busy, moving so fast, trying to achieve, accomplish, um, always staying busy to distract myself from what was important, um, and I want to encourage you to slow down. It's a busy world, man. We live in such a crazy, stressful, busy world that has built itself up, and it evolves all around what you have, competition, who's better than who. And I want to just take some time and explain some things to you. And these things I'm finding out and really what I want to do in the the journey of this podcast is reveal my relationship with God to you and show you what it looks like in my understanding of Him um, in the best of my ability. It's not easy to do. And every day I'm learning and like I said, I've I've lived a lie for most of my life thinking I was something when I was really not anything at all. I always put on a smile and, and acted like everything was okay when really inside I was breaking day by day. You know, I was tired and wore out and it, it just got so hard to be me anymore. And, you know, everything I'm going to share and everything I talk about on my podcast is from my life experience. It's not... You know, I'm not telling you to do something I either, one, have not experienced or, you know, something I don't do myself. So I want to relate with you. And life is hard. And I, I feel like I, I'm put here on earth to help um, make sense of things and and just uh, to be support and encouragement to whoever will listen to me. Um, so I, I want to talk about the design. I believe God has created life. I I believe God's created a unique process for each and every individual, Um, and that process is going to lead you to the end of yourself, and ultimately what God wants is a relationship with you um, through Jesus Christ. So what God's design in life is that you become the closest to Jesus Christ as you can while you're still living, because who you are is going to go with you for all eternity, you, you are, you know, I heard it say that, uh, you're, you have a soul and, and I would like to say you are a soul and that soul is going to live for all eternity. That life here on earth is just a preparation for where we're going after, after, uh, life here on earth. It's either heaven or hell based on the relationship we gain with God and growing or, you know, or you could just make it, break it down and make it real simple. Are you becoming better or are you becoming bitter in life? And those two things, are you trying to become more obedient to God or rebelling against God? You know, is your heart getting harder or are you trying to soften your heart and become more kind and loving? You know, these are indicators of a relationship with God through Jesus Christ revealing itself. These are things we could look at in our life and say, hey, where are we on the scales of life? Um, And you know, what I've learned in my life is, you know, growing up and who I am today, it has a lot to do with what I've been through, the things I believe, my habits, all that stuff plays a part in who I am today. Um, But what I want to talk about is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And when you add the scriptures, God's word, the Bible to your life, and you begin to read it and you read it with a motive of wanting a new life and wanting to know God's way and wanting to be obedient to him, your life starts to change because a lot of our life is really what we think. What we think basically makes up most of what we do. It all comes, the Bible even says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Whatever you're thinking is what you are. You know, and that could be your self-worth. You know, it could just be a number of different things. What do you think about, you know, whatever life, you know, presents to you? But the word of God is a great place to start. And I want to encourage you to to read the word of God and read it with an open heart and and allow God to use his word to transform and to change your mind. Because the problem in life with with us is our mind. The things that we think about, Um, it's, you know, many people say it's a battle, it's a battlefield. You know, other people, I've heard them say, you have a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other shoulder, and they're constantly speaking into your ears, And, and then you have all the voices and opinions of the world, and TV, and technology, and your job, and you know, your family, and you have all, you're constantly in a pool, or a war, so to speak, And that war takes place in your mind. Um, But God's word has power and it has power to change and renew the mind. Because that's if you want to change what's coming out of your life, you need to change what you're putting in your life. And as we go to the word of God and we begin to read it like a child, humble and allow it to, you know, navigate our direction in life and. We take on the principles in the nature of God through the Word of God. It's so important if you are a Christian that you are reading the Word of God because it is impossible to know Jesus Christ outside of the Word of God. Um, You know, so I have learned who Jesus is through the Word of God, and He's become very alive through that Word, and I've learned to interact with God in my situations and circumstances through people and just I've I've been able to pick up on him as I grow with with him and um so I'm gonna talk about why do bad things happen to good people today um I'm gonna get into why do we face trouble in life what is the design behind sufferings trials troubles um and why do we want to do bad? Uh, what What is the pool of evil that, that we face as human beings? Um, I'm going to be dealing with all these things. And of course, everything I teach is going to come from the Bible. I mean, the Bible is the source of life. It's a roadmap. It's stood the test of time. It still changes people. It's changed people from the beginning of time. And it will always change people until the end of time. So... I want to encourage you, pick it up. It's, it's like the owner's manual in your vehicle, you know, and it's directions. And I promise you, if you apply it to your life, I like to talk about the word of God is a general, God's general plan for all of us Christians. It's a basic principle that applies to every single person's life. But as you begin to obey the general plan, you begin to find God's specific plan which is in your everyday life, you know, through practicing kindness, love, sharing, um, forgiveness. These types of things put us in places. They position our lives in a practical manner to where God wants us to be. And right, staying with people, you know, the right place, the right time, all that happens, I believe, when we obey the written word of God, it brings the specific um, individual will of god for each person's life so it starts with the general word of god and obedience to it um so i'm gonna like i said earlier i'm gonna come back to that that i believe we were designed to become like jesus christ and a scripture i'm gonna share is romans eight twenty-eight. and i'm gonna present you this case from scripture and um you know you can you know think of you know share your thoughts and you know, add your thoughts to mine and, and the word of God, and we'll believe powerful things will happen. Um, verse eight or Romans eight 29 for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. See, and it says right there that he chose us to become like his son, Jesus. So what, We need to understand the Gospels, the life of Jesus. What did God do with his son, Jesus? See, God led Jesus to the cross, which is where his death took place. And see, I believe in life, we go through a very similar experience where God allows us. I think we do it to ourselves. I don't think God actually kills us, like brings us to the end. But I think he allows situations circumstances our own actions our shame our guilt um, to overwhelm us and bring us to a place of of the end of ourselves to where we just get tired of being ourselves I know for me I felt so sorry for my life I wanted to commit suicide I had I was so done and tired of hurting my wife, hurting my children, doing the same things over and over, repeating the same cycles of behavior that I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm not going to sit here and, and do what my dad did to me. I would rather just end it. You know, of course, I would have uh, went to hell, but that, you know, that would have been my choice. And so I believe God, it, he allows life to beat us up in hopes that we'll turn to him. Um, in an analogy, I love to use is like a horse um, before you can ride a horse, you have to break it. You cannot ride a horse. You you hear the term, is the horse broke? You know, and I would like to propose the same thing to you. Are you broke? Because I believe God can work with a broken heart and a broken life. Because through the brokenness, He can get on the saddle of your heart and begin to ride your life and show you what you know the design of life is, how you're supposed to live life. All the beautiful things in life, he will begin to open your eyes. He, he has so much power and so much ability um, that, that we have no idea about until we come to the end of ourselves. Jesus said in a parable that anybody who wants to save his life must, must lose his life. But when you lose your life, you will find it, he said. And I believe God wants everyone to find that life, that true life, that true freedom, that that peace, that joy, that inward healing, you know, that mental healing, that emotional healing from all the scars, from all the pain. And he takes all that brokenness and he makes something so beautiful out of it. I can't even explain it into words, but, you know, I thought, My whole life, I was so screwed up and things were so bad, but the moment I turned to God and completely surrendered my life, when I had the moment of death, so to speak, in my life where I came to the end and I was just done, and I turned to God, as a few months went by, and I began just every day surrendering, reading the word of God, started talking to God, opening my heart up to Him. He began to open my eyes, and it no longer was a situation of me just believing in God but now all of a sudden something supernatural's taken place and now God's revealing himself to me so it starts off believing by faith we believe that God is and he can save us and so what happens is time goes by he begins to do that and all of the sudden what you believe, you begin to start to see it, man. And God will do awesome, crazy, cool things and show you he is real and he is there. Uh, You know, like many people confuse these with coincidences. They they say, oh, it's wow, what a crazy coincidence. I would like to propose that there is no such thing as coincidence. Everything I believe is, is divine intervention and it's all made in a you know, it's done by God. It's the hand of God. And he reveals himself to you. And so once I started to understand now, God is real. And now God is revealing himself to me. And now I can see a way out. I see a new life and I accept that new life. And, and Christ came in and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came on me, came in me, came through me, whatever you want to say, and completely destroyed all the pain, all the hurt, all the the just junk in my heart and in my life. And I received His forgiveness um, at that point, and I even forgave myself at that point. And you know, in in that moment, man was like the moment where I got power, I got boldness, and God really began working in my life after that. Um, So I'm going to jump back a scripture to, um, to 828 Romans 828. It says, and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. See, God works all things. That's not some things. That's not, you know, just good things. God works even the bad things, the, the suffering, the loss, the grieving, Everything he said right there. It says all things are working together. You know what they're working to do? To make you like Jesus Christ. Because who you are is going to last forever. And that's what we have to keep in mind as a Christian. God is not concerned with what you have. I mean, he is. But like his main priority is who you are as a person and an individual. And because he knows... In your heart or in the core of who you are, everything flows out of that. It, you know, the Bible says, guard your heart, because all the issues of life come from that. And so God's concerned about our core, the who who we are, our character, our more our morals, our values. Those are the things God is interested in life. And how does God change us? Great question, right? I, I express that God changes your mind through the word of God. He uses the word of God to wash your mind and to cleanse your mind Um, because our mind has it develops through life and we gain these patterns of thinking we gain these patterns of how we react to situations how we react when people hurt us we shut down and then it's tied into our emotions and it reflects our personality so god wants to set us free completely God's design is for you to be completely 100% free from every vice, all depression, all anxiety and to experience freedom, peace, joy, love, hope, purpose. Those are things God wants for you. And it says right here in Romans 8:28 that when you love God, all things work together for the good. So, I want to Propose that maybe the things we think are bad are, are not really so bad. And especially when God is in the picture, because we have the promise right here in Romans 8 28 that whatever we're facing or going through, it's gonna work out for the good. So I that's that's amazing, man. That that'll set you free right there. And um, you know, so I wanna I wanna talk about for a moment why do bad things or what we consider bad things happen in life. And I'm going to propose that God uses trouble in life to teach us to trust him. Trials, tribulations, sickness, all kinds of different things. I believe God uses it all uh, to help us to trust him. And I'm going to read uh, Romans chapter 5 verses 3 and 4. And we can rejoice too when we run into problems, trials, that we know that it helps develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation see and that's what uh you know i'm talking about right there is that character you know and when you know your character is getting better and you know god is you see the fruit of god in your life and, and it creates confidence and hope of salvation in your life you know salvation, eternal life, Um, and God is far more interested in who you are over what you do or what you have. Do not ever make the mistake of judging yourself by what you have um, or what you do. I mean, so many times in life, we, we look at who we are or measure people by their title. You know, oh, he's a superintendent. Wow, he's a big shot. You know, that means absolutely nothing. Nor what we have in life. You know, oh wow, they're really blessed. They got a huge house, 10 cars, a yacht, and two planes. Once again, that means nothing. Jesus told us do not store up your treasures here on earth where moths and rust and thieves and robbers can break in and destroy them, but rather store up your treasure in heaven. How do we store treasure in heaven? By smiling at people, by shaking their hand, by offering a hand of help, by encouraging others. You know, by praying for people, by, you know, having good conduct and good characters, sowing seeds of love, offering forgiveness when people hurt us or wrong us. Those are eternal treasures, guys. God does not forget anything that we do. How exciting is that? Well, if you're doing the right things. (laughs) So I just want to encourage you guys today, man. I mean, for 34 years of my life, I squandered it. I mean, I did it all wrong. Selfishness, self-centered, um, all about me. It was completely the Shane show. Everything and everyone. Um, but Jesus Christ saved me, man. He he opened the cage of my addiction and let me fly free. He let me just become become an awesome husband and father and have interests that I never had before to to really learn who my kids are and what they like and you know the things they enjoy and just being present in the moment. I was always there, but I was never present. There's a very big difference in life when you're there, but you're not present. And um, God will help you to become. Um, who you dream of being. That's what he does, but you can't do it without him. Um, So going back to God uses troubles, things that are hard for us to trust him. I believe that troubles are allowed in our life because they help us turn to God. I mean, when when life is really good and great and we got everything we want in life, we kind of find ourselves drifting from God because we found comfort. But all of a sudden, when a problem, situation, or circumstance shifts, and now we're uncomfortable, we turn to God all of a sudden. You could see that you could find this pattern all throughout scripture, all throughout the Bible. You know, the children of Israel were doing good, God blessed them, and all of a sudden they started to turn away from them. You know, it's, it's a pattern in humanity. All, you know, when things are going good, we no longer see our need from God. But then I believe God allows situations and circumstances to remind us, Hey guys, I'm here. You know, you need to turn to me. And he helps us to, uh, to do that. And now when troubles come and we face hardships and, you know, things in life, we have a choice. We have a choice to become better or we have a choice to become bitter. It's our choice. You know, when you turn to God, you're going to become better when you turn away from him, you're going to become bitter. And that's what I want to do is I want to push you in life to God. I don't want you to, I don't want to push you away. I want to push you to him because I wish I would have turned to him way sooner, man, because I wouldn't have had to struggle and gone through all the, the hard things and the crazy hard things, you know, just junk I had to go through to, to find out. But unfortunately I learn through example. I, I'm stubborn, and most guys are, (laughs) but we learn through the hard things in life, and experience is the greatest teacher. Um, So like I said, I believe God uses troubles to teach us to trust Him and draw closer to Him. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm going to introduce temptation. Okay, so what temptation is designed, temptation is again, I'm going to go back to the analogy of having an angel on one shoulder and a a demon on or devil on the other shoulder. And they're speaking into your mind, right? You're facing this battle constantly, you know, of these thoughts, you know, thoughts, the things that go through the human mind are crazy at times, you know, you think about women or, you know, things you, no matter who you are, you think about things you shouldn't think about period. They pop in your head and you got to stop and say, where are these things coming from? Okay. Well, the mind is a soil and I want to propose that the devil is trying to sow seeds into your mind constantly. Um, and it's doubt. He wants you to doubt yourself Um, have little self-worth, get angry about everything, um, hold on to resentment. He wants to remind you of bad things constantly. And, And that's just how he works because temptation is allowed and designed because it reveals your obedience to God. See, unless God allows Satan to tempt you, there is no revealing of your obedience. See, your obedience, it reveals itself through when you're tempted to do something wrong. It says, well, is Shane going to go back to using drugs or alcohol when the thought comes or is he going to turn to me? See, God allows temptation. He allows Satan to tempt us because it reveals to God our, our motive and our level of obedience So I want you to have this understanding when bad things come in your head, you know, get angry at them, you know, uh, take revenge on them. You know, these types of things are planted by the enemy. Um, And you can even find in Matthew chapter four, the enemy took Jesus into the desert and tempted him. You can you can find he tried to tempt him to commit suicide. He tried to tempt them to give him all the wealth and the fame and the materialism in the world. And, and if he would have taken those temptations, it would have drawn him away from God. Um, you know, and I wanna I wanna discuss too that it's not a sin to be tempted. When those bad things pop in your head, it's not a sin. When they pop in your head, but once you, what you do with them, if you entertain them, the Bible talks about a process of sin and and it, I don't remember the scripture, but it talks about when sin enters your mind and it, it prompts a desire and it becomes a desire. And once that desire is full grown, it gives birth to sin. And when sin grows and, and is fully conceived, it says it gives birth to death and destruction. So that's the process right there. The thought comes. Okay, well, we fight it. we shut the thought out, right? We take the thought captive. It's done, okay? So we fight on and it's gone, all right? Well, the thought comes, okay? Well, let's say we start entertaining that thought and then we start pursuing that thought and all of a sudden that thought becomes a reality. Now it's living out right in front of our eyes. Bam, that's sin, fully conceived, okay? And if you operate and do that long enough, it becomes a habit. And it becomes a part of your identity, see? And the Holy Spirit will help us in those moments where temptation comes. they will say, don't do that, you know? Draw close to God, fight against that. And that's where the freedom comes from, guys. That's where the godly life of joy and peace and those qualities come from is living a life in obedience to God and turning away from those things that are not God. Um... And every time we obey in life, it makes us more like Christ. That's what my, my whole segment, my whole podcast is that through life, if we enjoy this process and we don't try to change all of our circumstances for our own comfort, but rather we embrace life, the things we cannot control, we just br- embrace them. And we know that God's involved in them and that he's ultimately making us become like Jesus Christ, become the best version of us as possible. Then life will understand it, guys. We'll have peace going through the storm, man. We will be able to keep our eyes and our focus on God and say, you know, this is a tough time in my life. You know, I'm facing a lot of struggles. I feel depressed. I feel anxious. I can't see a way out of this. But Lord, I'm going to trust you that you have a plan behind this and you're going to bring me through it. And once you once he brings you through it on hindsight, when you're looking back, you can really now see what God was doing. And then all of a sudden he makes a me- a message out of your mess and he makes a story out of it. And it's for you to help people, to tell people, man, I know what it was like to be like that. I went through that. You can make it. And that's how God works. And and so God uses troubles to teach us to trust Him. God uses temptation to reveal our obedience and also to activate forgiveness as well. God will allow people to trespass against you or hurt you in life. God allows it. See, if you're a believer... Okay, God is in full control of your life. Don't ever fall for there's a couple things I want to address real quick. There's there's things people do, and and this is what we do in the world before we come to God is we try to make our life as comfortable as possible. We spend so much time and effort uh, changing and altering situations for our own comfort. If we don't like that person, we'll just get them out of our life. You know, we'll stop talking, you know, and we just do all these things. In life and trying to alter life for our benefit, it's selfish. We we do this, we try to make it everything to where it pleases us, and if it if it causes any discomfort, we just throw it away and we miss opportunities, guys. God is in control of your life. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you accept Him as your Savior. He is in control of your life. He is in control of every situation, every circumstance, cannot come to you unless he allows it, okay? So in that moment, we have a choice. We can either look and say, God, what are you doing in this moment to make me more like Christ? Or we could sit there and fight the devil and try to uh, blame him for creating all these situations, which by the way, the devil has no creative power in your life. Okay, so God allows temptation. Okay. He allows temptation because it's revealing your obedience. It's showing God how much you're growing in, in life. And I believe that's that's part of his plan is he's constantly searching and testing motives of humans' hearts. That's God's that's what the Holy Spirit does. He scans hearts and tests your motives all day long. Because he says, Are they like Christ? I want to make them more like Christ because like I said through the podcast, who you are lasts forever. You don't have a soul. You are a soul and you're eternal. God's plan is for you to live forever. And so God hates sin. God hates evil. God is pure. God is love. God is holy. So God's design is to bring you out of sin. And sin is what's destroying your life, destroying relationships. It's bringing shame. It's guilt. It's that's what sin does. Is it's all about me, me, me. You know, how can I make me better? It constantly just tries to push and advance your agenda at all cost. It doesn't matter if it hurts your kids, your wife, your family. It just it's pleasure seeking that is sin and its deepest, darkest root. When you bring it up to the surface and you see that inside of you, man, Jesus will take over your life and make something great out of you. And, um, you know, I mean, God is in control. Uh, there's one more scripture I'm going to share on today's podcast guys. And I hope this helped you, man. It's helping me. Even as I'm sitting here talking, I mean, this is what life is, man. It's about community. And and if you guys ever have anything to share with me, man, feel free to send it to me. I would love to listen and, and just um, uh, Joseph, in the life of Joseph, in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph replied, Do, don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? He said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for all good, all for good. See, whatever, whatever's allowed in your life, it's all for the good. It's just going to take time to reveal it. And if it's temptation, if it's sin, if it's bad, turn away from it and turn to God. And if it's sickness or if it's, you know, just, um, troubles, trials, whatever it may be, depression, just turn to God, man, trust him through it. He'll bring you through it. He'll give you the strength. I mean, he may test you as it feels like you're not going to be able to make it. But I promise you that when you turn to him, you will find strength. You'll draw strength and God will bring you through that situation, that circumstance and he'll bring you out stronger man let's go it's time to rise up man our world is in desperate need of some leaders man and i'm telling you god is wanting to raise up some leaders some voices in today's world that says hey guys listen if you're tired there's another way jesus said if you're tired come to me i'll give you life i'll give you rest i'll give you a drink if your soul is thirsty you will never thirst again David said in Psalm 23, he said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And what that's talking about is when your soul becomes so satisfied, your soul becomes healed and connected with your creator, God the Father. Man, you don't have another need or want in this life. Wow, how exciting. Guys, thank you for listening to me today. And I I hoped in some way, somehow, I said or spoke something that helped make sense of your life and, and you can see a way through your pain, guys. I know what it's like, man. I, I burnt every bridge. I broke all the trust. People that love me even, I hurt over and over again. And, you know, I was just so self-consumed and fighting with addiction for 16 years, that battle. And I was doing the same behavioral patterns over and over again. Um, you know, and Jesus broke my chains. And I just want to encourage you that that you should turn to jesus don't run from him i don't care what you've seen from other people don't let what you've seen or what you've heard hold you back from finding freedom and finding eternal life eternal life man living forever wow you don't have to be scared to die you don't have to try to live forever you could just accept your life as a plan and a you know from god and just live it out loving everyone And thank you all. Love you. (laughs) Bye-bye.